have your Bibles, join me if you will, quickly. The Acts of the Apostles, the 26th through the 39th verses. Let me apologize for the length of the scripture, but I just couldn't figure out how to break it down. It's a story in itself. Amen. And it reads as us, now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Was re he was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer. Is silent, is so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of another man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began in the scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all of your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way, rejoicing. May the Lord bless his holy word. I just want to try to talk briefly this morning on the theme response to understanding. Yes. Response to understanding. There are a few things I want you to see in this text. That, I mean, this is a good piece of lesson here because it talks about the Ethiopian eunuch. It talks about this fella, amen, that went his way made his way. He had, first of all, he had a lot of responsibilities. He held all the queen's money. Held all, that was, she, he was the accountant. <laughs> held all the queen's money, kept it all, amen, and, and monitored it all. But, but in spite of that, my brothers and sisters, he was a eunuch. He was an Ethiopian eunuch, amen. Now, now, check it out. The Bible tells us that this Ethiopian eunuch made his way to church. Oh, y'all going to get this in a minute. He, he, he was on his way to church. 
And while he went to church and after he stayed in church, amen, then he left church. Y'all gonna catch this thing. Went to church, stayed in church, worshiped in church, left church. And as he was leaving church, he was in a chariot. And as he was leaving church, he still was reading the word. He was reading from the book of Isaiah. And, and, and here's, what, here's, here's the piece, my brothers and sisters. He was reading from the book of Isaiah. He just left church, but the reality of it is he didn't understand what he was reading. It's, it's, it's kind of like some folk come to church and have no idea what's going on in church. They just know it's a place to go on Sunday morning. The Bible says this Ethiopian eunuch was, was reading the book of Isaiah but still had no understanding of what he was reading. So the Lord in his wonderful wisdom had Philip nearby and told Philip, look at here, I need you to catch up with the chariot. Sometime we have to learn that God is going to send somebody to catch up with us. And when God sends somebody to catch up with us, we need to pay attention to what the Lord is saying. So listen carefully as, as Philip overtook, as the scripture says, the chariot, he asked this Ethiopian eunuch who had just left church, still reading the Bible, do you know what you read? Yeah. And he said, no, I, I don't understand what I'm reading. How, how can I understand unless somebody comes and tells me what this thing is saying? What's it really saying? What, what's it all about? So Philip was invited to sit in the chariot with the Ethiopian eunuch. And when Philip got in the chariot, he said, go ahead and read what you're talking about. And he goes on to read the reality about Jesus being, being processed, if you will, in the courts of nothingness. He went there to do what we needed him to do, but in spite of that, hello, the church folk didn't want him. He went to like a lamb before the shearers and, and he was being ripped up and he was being torn apart. But in spite of all of that, he still went. He knew what was going to happen to him. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would come. Isaiah prophesied that the Lord would come. Isaiah prophesied that there would be a Messiah that would save the world by virtue of having himself beaten and scorned. Isaiah prophesied, my brothers and sisters, that there would be these days and these attitudes of these circumstances so now Philip moves into preaching mode and begins to preach hello to the eunuch he said let me tell you about the Lord Jesus he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly he came that when you call upon the name of the Lord you can go to him by yourself I know you just left worship but you had to go through a priest but I've come by to tell you, we have the high priest now. And the high priest, his name is Jesus. And I declare, if you need him, all you got to do is call him. Call him in the morning. Call him at noonday. Call him in the middle of the night. And all you have to do is wait upon the Lord. Remember what the scripture says. 
Here is this eunuch, this man designed for worship, designed for the church, to set up so nobody would bother him. And here he is. What? I've been going to church all this time, and I did not understand that there was a prophecy that someone would come down through 40 and two generations to save me. I didn't understand that there would be somebody that would tell me that I'm going to be all right. There was somebody coming to let me know that there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins where sinners can plunge beneath the flood and lose all their guilt. Somebody's coming. Well, I declare, then Philip moved in his preaching and said, don't you see there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. And in spite of what's going on, I need you to understand, Jesus told Nicodemus, and I'm telling you, don't you see you must be born again. You've got to be born again. And so Philip, as they were going down the road, Philip and this eunuch, trotting down in the chariot. Philip said, well, it's not Jordan. It's not the Euphrates River. But there's some water. It may not be as clear and as clean as you think it ought to be. But what hinders me from being baptized right now? Right now. You see, when you get an understanding, you ought to have a response to what the Lord has done for you. If God has brought you through anything, there ought to be a response in your spirit. You ought to be able to tell somebody, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I'd be messed up and jacked up. But in spite of that, the Lord has made a way out of no way for me. Look at this eunuch. What hinders me from being baptized? It's not what you think it ought to be. So the Bible tells us, Philip said, well, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Christ, if you believe in your heart that he has come to save your soul, if you believe in your heart that he is the Son of God, nothing truly hinders you from being baptized. Well, the eunuch said, I need you to know something, Philip. I believe. I believe he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I believe he is the Son of God. I believe he came down so that I might have a right to the tree of life. And so the Bible says, I like this part. The Bible says that the eunuch told the chariot driver, hold up. Stop where you are. There's some water right here. I don't need to go any further. Hold up. Somebody said, whoa. But hold up. It's time for me to get right with God. Hold up. Have you said hold up lately? Have you asked your chariot, that which carries you through the day, to simply... Hold up. 
The Bible said, he said, stop. Hold up. Let's do it now. Let's do it right now. The Bible tells us that God told Philip, put him in the water. And so Philip and the eunuch went in the water. And the Bible tells us that Philip baptized the eunuch. Now I like this piece. Because when Philip and the eunuch came up out of the water, God decided that the eunuch didn't need Philip anymore. What you trying to say, Pastor? When you've been baptized, when you've had a renewed life, you don't need anybody to tell you how to bless the Lord. You don't need some fat, bald-head preacher to tell you, come on, put your hands together. You don't need somebody to acknowledge what God has done for you. You can acknowledge it for yourself. How do I know? Read the word because it said when Philip left him that the unit came up out of the water and he was rejoicing. He was shouting, glory be to God. Is there anybody here that's rejoicing in the Lord? Say yes! Say yes! Rejoice! Re Rejoice! Rejoice! Problem is, folk in church don't know how to rejoice. It must be because they don't understand that God loves you so much that he sent his son into the world that you and I can have a right to the tree of life that you and I can praise him in spite of trouble that we can acknowledge trouble, heartache, pain may endure for a night but I said, but joy comes in the morning. He comes in the morning. Joy comes. So you may not be happy about what the Lord has done for you. But I got to go old school preaching right quick. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my, 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 my soul cries. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. a response to your understanding that he came just for you just for you I don't care what your pedigree I don't care what your, what your vocation is 
for you. He came for me. He came that we might have life. Somebody has got to have a response to the acknowledgement that if it had not been for the Lord. Mercy, mercy, mercy. The eunuch come up out of the water that is so insignificant it wasn't even named. But when he came up, he had some praise going on. He had some joy going on. Don't you remember when the Lord saved you? Don't you remember how he took your feet out of the miry clay and set them on a solid foundation? Don't you remember? It wasn't that long ago. It was just that some of us in here still don't get it. But when you know that you know that you know that the Lord God watched over you last night when you slept and slumbered, that because he sent his son to die on Calvary's hill and got him up on the third day morning, you have a right to come to his house and have some joy. You can tell your neighbor if they look at you funny. What are you rejoicing about? They may not understand because they didn't get it yet. But you tell them for me this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. I said this joy that I have. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Say yeah. I just want to know, is there anybody in the house that's got any joy this morning? If you've got some joy, give God your joy. If he brought you up, bless the Lord. If he's made a way, thank him. Holler, yeah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This joy, this joy. You may not understand, but I've got some joy. He put my feet on a straight and narrow. I got some joy. He feeds me when I'm hungry. I got some joy. Clothes me when I'm naked. I got some joy. Put a dime in my pocket when I'm broke. I got some joy. Makes me feel the warmth of the sun. I've got some joy. Joy! 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 If you understand why you're here, you got some joy. You must be, don't you see? You've got to be 
born again. I know you might have been in church all your life. But old fella said long ago, I didn't know nothing about Jesus and his love. I'd heard about it, but I never felt this manner that comes from above. When this life of sin, I could no longer stand. I asked my mother, how do you get to know the man? She said, you must be. Don't you see? You've got to be born again. In other words, you must have that fire and Holy Ghost, that burning thing that keeps the prayer wheel turning, that kind of religion you can't conceal. In other words, you just can't sit there with your arms folded and your legs locked. But when you think of the goodness of Jesus, you got to let go and let God. You can't conceal it. It'll make you move, make you shout, make you cry when it's real.